Conversate Trans is an intergenerational podcast series exploring trans culture. The podcast, developed by the Sterlings Collective with funding from Create in collaboration with Tenny, with continued participation of the trans community, explores invisible histories and culture through intergenerational dialogue and archival materials. Having worked closely with members of the trans community over the last two years, the collective recognized the need for intergenerational dialogue and community care for trans people, and this podcast aims to be one part of this. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jewel. And this is the Conversation Trans Podcast. I want to say we have Casey with us, who you might know as Casey Explosion. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, just to let people know who you are? <laughs> Hello, I'm Casey. Uh, I'm a, I suppose, a Twitter personality and a Twitch streamer. I think a lot of people might know me as... Um, I helped out on the H-Bomber guy Donkey Kong stream that raised all that money for mermaids. So. Oh, yeah. Donkey Kong is a trans right activist. I think I know you as Slot Mom from Twitter. Yeah. And, that, uh, that would be me. And your object today? What is your object today? Uh, my object is I've got a tiny little little Warhammer guy that I've been painting over the we can have a look there. Um, that's, that's him. Devilish, but in like a good way. So my knowledge and my understanding of Warhammer is that it's a fantasy or sci-fi kind of fiction that's that's taken kind of over the top, like 100%, and then like 100% more, and then put the power of 100 I made as edgy and silly as possible. Is yeah, right? pretty much. Um, so it started, started with the tabletop gaming. So you had the Warhammer Fantasy and then there was the Warhammer... Fa- Sorry, probably just say for um, just say for people watching. Warhammer is, I guess it's kind of like you you have um, little statues, little figurines. Yeah, little, little miniatures. That you paint, and then you kind of use them to play games a bit like board games i guess if you're not yeah, familiar kind kind of um sort of mini- miniature gaming yeah and there was there's a lot of uh, video game spin-offs and that is that is how i got into the whole warhammer thing is that it's it's a it's a it's a very broad uh, there's a lot of lore there and kind of fits into a lot of games very easily so there's a lot of video game adaptations of the tabletop game and uh, so it's 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 kind of like you know it's 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 broad enough that people understand the concepts. I I do have a friend who keeps sending me like links to all the videos, and I don't watch. I haven't watched them, but I I think I watched a couple, and it was like there's like all drunk orcs in space or something. Is that right? That sounds that yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, so quite an interesting kind of. Uh, I don't know, an electric mix of ideas, I guess, yeah? It's like Lord of the Rings to me, because all those, like, ugly orc people, you, like, fight. They did actually do some Lord of the Rings figures as well. Uh, So you had Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, tabletop gaming. So they did did that as well. Sorry, Casey, you were just saying, um, I I quit up for it. What what are you saying about why you chose, or why, why did you bring Warhammer today? Uh, because of I I I never actually got into the into the 
actual physical tabletop gaming uh, side of Warhammer. It's always been the video game adaptations. But this year I was, um, because we're in the pandemic and everything like that, I actually started getting into the little, little miniature painting. So um, that's something new for me and something interesting, I thought, that... Uh, yeah, might be fun. It it sounds like a like a cute like last time to be honest. Yeah, so I'm I'm like, I started just doing all the little painting, painting the little guy and doing all the little details and everything. He's um, he's, he's pretty wh- amazing. Where do you get the the figures? Or do you make figures? No, no, you get the you get them. You buy the official ones and then you assemble them and. Start uh, painting them and detailing them. Would it be a bit? Is it a bit like you know, like you see people like getting like bottles and stuff? Or oops, a ship in a bottle. Um, they don't assemble the bottle. I think that has too many parts. And um, is it a bit like that? Like we, or I guess a miniature. I, I, I don't know because I don't. I don't. I don't think I know what uh, a ship in a bottle entails. But um. It's, you just get little little plastic little fellas, put them together and glue glue their their parts together and uh, paint them. That's that's it. It's, yeah, it, it sounds like really nice and kind of relaxing. I guess a hobby, like a good thing probably for them to have picked up during the lockdown to keep yourself occupied. Yeah, I found it very relaxing. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't know. You you play games, but um. I don't know if you play the same kind of games I play. Because I know during the beginning of lockdown, I was all about Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I, I don't play Animal Crossing myself, but I know I know of, of us pretty well. And yeah, that, that genre of game, yeah, I'd, I'd have played fairly similar kind of things, like um, Stardew Valley or something like that. Oh, that's what I'm playing at the moment. Oh, that's lovely. I almost, I never finished building the community centre and I almost have it done, mm. so I'm like... Can I do it this time? So at the moment, I've been playing a game called Spiritfarer, which I don't know if you've heard of this. Oh, no. Ah, uh, you might enjoy it if you if you like um if you like Stardew Valley. You are you t- you take over this in the story of the game. You take over uh the the job of Spiritfarer from Karen the boatman, who's who who um. Uh, transports the spirits of the dead to to the next life, and you kind of have to look after these characters on your boat and build build them little houses and farm things and get them get you know get, oh. make their passage half happy. I love games where like you kind of be able to build things or make things. Yeah, I, I feel like or maybe I, I don't know. I, I do art, so it might just come to that. But I also think it's a bit. Um, helps us kind of create our own kind of control, I guess, a sense of uh, autonomy when you can kind of make things. Yeah. And especially it's like, it's so cool how video games kind of kind of give you these um, like new, new tools, new worlds to kind of create these artistic projects in. Yep. Because you, you know the likes of Minecraft. I'm sure everyone is familiar with Minecraft. If they don't play themselves. No, they probably never heard like of it. Or whatever. No. I'm, ki- like, I'm kidding. I'm the most kidding. popular game in the world. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, yes. 
But there are still people building like computers and stuff, like real computers inside Minecraft. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's like, that's, oh my God, Jules, it's, it's so crazy. Like, cause there's this little thing and I guess it's like, it's like a, a little circuit and you can turn it on or off and that's it. But people have like combined them all, like in all these crazy, crazy ways. And like these really outside the box, like manipulating like the game's code and stuff to like build calculators and stuff. And they don't do anything. They just spent like, uh, like months or weeks or whatever, weeks or months to build like this completely like inefficient calculator or computer inside a video game that's already running off a computer that has a calculator in it. Like, I don't know. There's something very funny to me about that. I was just going to ask because I remember, like, we are an audio medium about we didn't ask, like, Casey to explain her little figurine. And I thought it was a duck. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Like, not too detailed, just but like, what is it? I think we will have, like, an image that Alexandra will do. But would you just like to explain it? Or is it too weird since it's, like, a mythical creature? Yeah, so um, if if you want to look closer... So um, let's let's see. Can we get this guy in focus? Wait, is it a duck thing? So we can see he's holding an axe. It's a tech priest. So this is in the futuristic setting, and so he's ha- kind of like half man, half cyborg. He looks a bit like um, Doctor Octopus from Spider Man. Yeah, I, I can I see that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see, I can see that. So I love the orange. I know people won't get to see it, but it's such like a vibrant orange. Actually, yeah, I do love the the balance of color. Yeah, so I'll attach pictures so that people can, or or send you pictures so so that uh, people listening can can get what 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 we're to, what I'm describing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. kind of interrupt your conversation. You were talking about was it a building computer on Minecraft? I just guess it is more just about. I guess like like games can kind of suit like different. Like I was talking about that in the sense of it gives you kind of a sense of autonomy or control or value, and that uh, I think games can be great for helping us kind of have certain needs met, maybe more like unusual needs, and. I don't know, I guess just kind of curious about what Casey might think about. Let's us be, let's us be creative in, yeah. Yeah, or like even, I don't know, have you made friends? Just, I presume you have over playing games or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you did, didn't you tell us before we started about you were, oh, you know, sorry, you told us as we started about uh, you were involved with the Donkey Kong stream that raised a bunch of money for the trans. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That is one of my favourite slightly meany but also incredibly wholesome things like donkey kong being a trans rights activist i, I don't know i love that idea yeah it, it is it is it is heartwarming and i think um a lot, lot of people bonded over that just just that that whole event oh absolutely there was a what was it 2018 2019 i think it was 2019, 2019. i was at the trans the Pride March, was it? Jules, were you with me? Yeah, yeah, 2019. And uh, there was just a guy like holding like a sign saying Donkey Kong says trans rights, so Donkey Kong gave a big thumbs up. 
and, I, and then like, we started talking yeah. and like it was just like a nice little chat and it's, just, it's just such a I don't know I don't, I don't know why that specific imagery it's just gonna be so simple and I guess it's like a big monkey giving a big thumbs up and it's like yeah like, I, I, I can relate to this like wait how did you come about to think of like Donkey Kong for like mermaids or was it just like a game people voted on well well, it was um, Hitch Bomber Guy's idea. Uh, and he did a video about speedrunning and how people how people can get really into, into speedrunning games, which is the opposite of what I do. I slow run them. Uh, but at the time, he said he was going to do a, a full playthrough of Donkey Kong uh, 64. And stream it and he said didn't know didn't know what like he'd do it for do it for charity and hadn't um hadn't decided what charity or anything he was going to do it for until that time uh graham linehan uh got mermaids funding pulled complaining to the national lottery they'd been rewarded a certain amount of funding from the National Lottery in England at the time, I said, "Okay, this is what we're doing. We're we're doing this in aid of mermaids." So screw you, Graham. That 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 the the genesis of that uh, of that stream. Oh, okay. I see. Was it? I Donkey Kong Two is one of the ones that I don't really know. It's like the Donkey Kong Country, like I know I love. And like there's other sixty like the sixty four is usually considered a great console. Well, had a lot of great games at least. I d I don't know about Donkey Kong Sixty Four. I know it's like Banjo kazooie kind of. Yeah, something like that. I I I didn't play it myself either, so you 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 know, don't don't worry about not knowing it. There's there's too many games out there for any one person to know. <laughs> so relax. Oh god. Yeah. Now, t- just talking about uh, kind of gamer, you're talking about H-Bomber. I'm not familiar with H-Bomber, but I did want to ask you, you are friends yeah. with Jim Sterling, yeah. yeah, or at least on terms. Uh, so Jim Sterling, for the viewers, is newly hatched. Uh, I think their last video upon make recording the stream, they officially came out as, yeah. I think, Jim Stephanie Sterling, yep. a non-binary data and pronouns. Which is fantastic! Like, oh, it's amazing, and I I love uh Sterling's content. Like, ah, oh, so on the point. Like, so good. Um, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> like, kind of fangirl a bit. I lo- I loved how I loved how they started the video and says, "Hey, I'm Femme Sterling." And... Oh yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would kind of consider maybe the name like Kim if they were going for a femme persona, so they became Sterling or the Kimquisition. Huh. I can see it, but uh, just just for that pun, that was just uh, I guess again to the viewers, uh, Jim Sterling is, uh, I guess, an activist, and I guess most of what they do is around capitalism and abusive work conditions and anti-consumer practices, and uh, then other things like LGBT rights do fall into that. Hmm. Um, mostly criticizing the video game industry, but as they put it. It's all connected that yeah. the terrible behavior that occurs within the video game industry happens in every industry. And I guess that's just for us gamers, it, like a way to, um, 
to kind of understand that and see it in the broader view of how it affects other industries as well. Yeah. And they do a podcast, no, not a podcast, a YouTube episode every Monday. There is a podcast as well. Uh, what is the podcast? You can plug it. Podquisition. Podquisition. Yeah. And the main one, the Monday one on YouTube is the Jimquisition. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is, I just love the pun. Like, I love the ego. It's so inspiring. Hope I can be that ecosystem one day. And uh, what 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 kind of do you have any kind of ethics or uh, obviously do, do I have any ethics? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, like as Jim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, my yeah. question. No, 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 no. It's 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 a perfectly fine question. It's just I found it a little amusing uh, the way you the 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 way you the way you phrased it. Do do I have any ethics? <laughs> I'd like to think so. I, I, but, I um, guess. I was like, just talking about Jim Sterling, uh, his kind of activism, no, I, I, like, would you relate to that? And, or like, Absolutely. Um, so they, they, they speak out a lot against um, predatory monetization in video games and gambling mechanics and loot boxes and things like this that is, that is being attached to video games these days and so that's something that i i take a strong stance on mm, myself absolutely. and i i don't promote any games that have such gambling mechanics and predatory monetization and, and included can, in them can i just kind of try out there these these are potentially if you go into a casino and you have games about gambling these the same kind of ideas are used within these video games to get people addicted to them and they're aimed at children a lot of the time or at least are available to children usually not rated in a reasonable age gap for that children should know like would know better or be able to kind of so basically they're trying to get children addicted to gambling just uh for well the viewers well here's here's the thing it's not just children oh yeah i guess you're right certainly I guess not most egregious um I, th- I think that, yeah, there there are essentially gambling mechanics in games that are rated okay for children, but um, they wouldn't just, just be aimed at children. And I think a lot of uh, people that I might know who have had problems with the, such games, they, they've been they've been adults. But um, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't. W- the way I look at it is, I never want to be responsible for somebody getting into debt, emptying their bank accounts or something because they got addicted to a, a video game that has gambling mechanics attached to it. And I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that on my conscience, and I don't. I. That is something that I absolutely take a, a strong stance against. So I don't, um, I don't stream or otherwise recommend or, games yeah, well, that yeah. have predatory monetization. So, which is fair enough because I generally stick to indie games anyway. Oh, same. Indie and Nintendo so, usually. Is that a company? For me. Indie. Yeah. No, no, it's like... No, no, when when we're... Go ahead, Casey. We're, when people would say indie, we're, we would be 
talking independent. So, for example, small independent um, video game developers or kind of smaller studios or or even um, publishers. Now, it's kind of like um, the meanings become blurred a little because indie indie developers would originally be developing in uh, individually without a publisher and so they would be developing their games independently from a publisher but now we have small smaller publishers that are that are kind of focused on these smaller games and just india has become a kind of catch-all term for all of them so independent in this sense it just means you know in independent from the triple a video game industry as, as they would say triple a would be kind of the equivalent of your blockbusters in movies yes and they're usually terrible in in the gaming community like cyberpunk uh yeah that, overhyped and then that, underperform i guess for the consumer they make a lot yeah, of money though they do and i think like Honestly, there's there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, lot of games that just c- come out and kind of just um, they don't meet expectations at all. There's this cycle I, of I think that's important. Like it's so cyclical. I think it's the stock market because I was actually looking at the stock. And I actually Jules. what I don't know a lot about the stock market. I I know about it. I don't think I have the expertise to speak about it because. I, yeah, I, I don't think I can speak about that because that's not my area of expertise at all. And I, I, that actually maybe that's a good like point to jump from, uh, talking about like the GameStop, uh, incident very recently. You know about that, Casey? Everything you do. Um, I think, I think it's, I think what's happened is that it was, um, uh, short selling, which is, um, when, yeah, when somebody buy it, when, Bro, oh. this 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 is why I didn't particularly want to talk about because I I th- I think I have my a vague basic understanding is mm. so there's insider trading. No, this might not be one hundred percent accurate. I think it's there's insider trading. Yeah, happening and everyone was selling their stock in GameStop because it was meant to go up. Oh no, maybe it's the other way around. I I don't know exactly how stock works, but. This this piece of insider info became public, and then you can't you do do you know do you know what the the best way to visualize a billion is um there's this great thought exercise that people really do have a very hard time visualizing just how much a billion is so it's like it's a thousand million and. I think one of the best tricks to to visualize this is if you imagine a million miles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the. Um, I think I think it's 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 um. If we go to. If we go to Google Maps, for example. No, no, not a not a mil, million miles. Sorry, a billion. Uh, I think the point this the stock was about to like go really up, and the rich people. No, it was about to go all the way down. So the rich people are selling it. But then 
this became publicly uh, well known. And then, like, Reddit, I think, organized this event where people just bought a ton of GameStop stock and made it go to the roof. So then the billionaires ended up losing, you know, okay. I don't know, a couple thousand or whatever. They are billionaires. Let's not underestimate the amount of money that is a billion. You cannot picture a billion. Like, there's people with more money than there are apps. Like. So uh, the best way to, to, to describe this is a million feet, as in, as in the... Uh, no, no, I mean, like, um, that would be about 300, 300 kilometers. So... Yeah. So a million feet, mm. if you were to walk us, it'd be however, however, like, um, uh, but then if you, it'd be this, the distance between, uh, it was somewhere in France, I think I did this before, it was the diff, the, um, the space between, oh, I can't remember where I, where I, I did, did this, but it was like, um, you know, it's, it was like, imagine walking a million, a million footsteps million uh, feet from such a location in France to another location in France. And really interested in hearing this because I, I, I think there's a point where numbers start to lose meaning. I think they lose meaning. It's just like for most people, that's like an unimaginable amount of money to even possess or to like be aware of. Well, I mean, like, like it's absurd. Yeah, like that's it. Like it's the idea that these people can just throw around like a billion dollars. And to, like, lose a billion dollars is, like, the equivalent of us losing, like, you know, a fiver or something. Actually, probably they're worth less because they still have billions and billions to, like, go back on. Because if you lose a fiver, it might mean you have to go out lunch for a day or something. So, okay, so from Rennes to Paris is 300 metres, which is about... One million so foot. That'd be 500,000 legs. So that's the distance if you were to walk... From Rennes to Paris. If one billion foot is over the entire circumference of the Earth, that's that's the way you can you can actually visualize a billion. So yeah, there there we go. From from Rennes wow, really? to Paris is a million foot, something like that. This is like, I'm just imagine, you know, when people say, like, oh, if I had a dollar for every footstep I took on that walk, it's like, <laughs> I don't think you would walk that much. Like, oh my God. Um, but, I mean, never mind, you know, billion. Like, that's that's child's play, you know, walking around the whole, pfft, talking about now about Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos having this war over who's going to become the first trillionaire. Between them, they have about half of a trillion already. And they reckon one of them is going to make it before the end of 2030. Or maybe in 20, before the end of 2040. Next couple of decades. Within their lifetime, they will be a trillionaire. How many people are on Earth again? Eight billion? Seven billion? Eight billion? So, I mean, what's what's like eight billion? How many times is that going to a, to a trillion? It's like... Another th- a thousand billion. Is it? Yeah. Oh God! So like, literally, they're talking about. Well, at the moment they have five thousand between them. So half a thousand is it half a thousand billion? That you're saying could be given to each individual person on Earth out of their wealth. Is that? I I don't know. You, you I'm 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 getting lost. 
yeah, the maths. Yeah, no, uh, let's leave the maths for the scientists. But um, so um, before like before we spend too long on one topic, do we want to do you have any more questions for me? No, this is a question about like has your gaming influenced your trans identity? Because I know I guess this would be a question Alexandra might ask. Because that's what she said has. And it's funny, would that be similar for you? Um, influenced in what sense? Just the freedom, like, to create a world, I suppose. I'm like, I know I don't play games. I read books. And I just, sometimes I just, like, need that escapism. Yeah. Or I, I didn't younger. Yeah, I think, um, I think for a lot of trans people, they do find... Um, a lot of relief and such in gaming because you can you can in fact just um, in a lot of games you've various character creators it allows you to role play a little and you can you can create a character how how you'd like to be seen in this in this world in this game's world how how you'd like to present your character and represent yourself so yeah I, you know there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um, that which appeals to trans people in gaming. So the one I always bring up is The Sims, and like just because it's a life simulator, and like everyone makes themselves. Every queer person will be like, "Yeah, I made them gay before I was like even yeah maybe before they even knew they were queer." Uh, that was my experience. I always played as a girl, and I didn't understand. I didn't know like. Even when I made male characters, I kind of would end up getting them married and then start playing as a wife. Um, but I suppose it's like, what about like has streaming had a, maybe an impact on, like, have you had any like kind of, I guess, self epiphanies while doing it? No, because that kind of came, the streaming came well after. I've I've been, I've been out for over a decade now. I'm 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 old. I'm I'm one of those um, one of those vintage millennials. <laughs> who uh you know we're 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 I'm still part of the the young generation and it's like no this is we're we're all we're no we're we're born in the eighties. We're we're old now and it's kinda like uh, well I guess like what consoles did you grow yeah, up with? So. I'd, I'd imagine NES then, would it? What consoles did I grow up with? So I had no, I had a I had an Amiga six hundred and um, then, uh, sometime later, had a PlayStation. Oh God! Like that's a jump. It's like when's the first PlayStation come out? In like late nineties? Uh, mid mid nineties. Yeah, actually, that sounds right. Maybe. No, that can't be right. No, is it? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, never mind. I was thinking of. I'm gonna Google that just to fact check. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's what, what was it when you said Amiga six hundred. That was late eighties. I don't even know that one. Well, yeah, girl, you weren't alive, so. Yeah, well, okay, but I know, like, I grew up playing a nest at night. That was nineteen eighty six, or at least Zelda was nineteen eighty six. That might have been nineteen eighty five. Well, the first PlayStation apparently was released in Japan in December nineteen eighty four, and it made its American debut in September nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty four. I said nineteen ninety four, girl. Oh, okay. It's going to be 80s. I couldn't definitely couldn't be 84. Oh my god. 
no, I think that's, like, a big, like, what was your childhood in terms of, like, if you play games because what you grew up with was kind of, like, I don't know, it's very, like, clear-cut about, like, with each console generation and what you could kind of expect from it in terms of... Okay, so the, the Amiga was out around the same console generation. So the Amiga would be more of a computer, so the it's the Commodore Amiga. Um, so if you remember the Commodore 64... Oh, Commodore. So this would be... But I don't if, if you've it. If you've heard of it, this would be out further, yeah, yeah. further on. So this would be... Um, the generation about um, around the same time as the SNES and Mega Drive. So, oh, think really? that area. I ha- uh, Mega Drive was the one that, I guess, we had when I was like mm-hmm. a babu. Babu. I remember playing Sonic. <laughs> and uh, so we definitely had a yeah. SNES as well. So, that, that generation thing, thing, thing then. And uh, has your... Um, has your gaming like experiences kind of helped you connect with the trans community, um, or vice versa? I I don't know. I don't. I wasn't even aware of a of a trans community back then. So. Um, oh, I meant as you got older. I suppose. As I got older, I so, um, maybe. Um, I think I think um I think streaming has definitely done done a lot for for me in that respect so people um get a lot of a lot of viewers uh who are trans and i seem to have inspired some other people who who've kind of uh not really considered streaming before and then was like watching my streams and they were like Oh, this is this is nice. This is calm and relaxing, and doesn't it? It isn't all. It yeah. isn't all angry, angry shouty fellas who are, who are playing these. Oh God, yeah. Uh, games on Twitch sometimes it can be somebody chill and relaxed, and you know. So yeah, I um like I don't personally. I I don't know if you know the game grumps. Yeah, they're my kind of favorite YouTubers. Uh, they don't stream, I guess, but use the same kind of similar record themselves playing video games. But um, they just kind of make jokes, and I, I don't know. I just it's such a nice kind of little bit of escapism, I think, because it's just. Yeah. And uh, I think like even some streams of like the chill streams can be so relaxing, especially if you have like a really bad day and you kind of just need to kind of forget what's happening and just like a nice yeah. chill atmosphere. I don't know. So I think. I think in terms of connecting with uh, trans people, I think that's especially in the past couple of years. That's that's definitely something that's been a big, a big thing for me, and ha- helping to inspire more trans folks to to kind of put themselves out there and do 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 their things as well. So that actually absolutely, I think that was actually, I I think that that comes back to. The, the Sterlings, our group, because a lot of the projects we're doing, and even this um, uh, podcast, is about letting trans people have a voice and just like demonstrating, I guess, the variety in what a trans person can be, and mm-hmm. you know, just it's kind of a statement like we're here, 
because we've had people come on, like you're talking about video games, so we've had people come on talking about music and people talking about sports, which I mean, I was great at talking about that. I was super. I knew I knew all about the the different balls and um, the rules that they they do when they do their sport. Mm-hmm. A very a very sports okay. smart. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any clue about sports whatsoever. Oh well. All right. So so there's completely just outside of my wheel wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Me too. There's people and they have to like do an action. You've lost me. And then they get points. Oh God, no. Uh, okay, so it's like <laughs> it was a video game. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, could I just ask about like your offline trans community, like your friends? You want you want to like? Um, I've barely seen anybody in in quite some time with the with all the lockdown and everything. And yeah, it's I I I've been taking this very seriously, and I've barely been leaving the house so my my offline life is just been me and the dog and my girlfriend and that's that's it's it's bit it's just been us well that's a little community a little family the three of you it it is i don't want i don't want to say that it's 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 bad or anything but you know i've i've i just haven't i haven't uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, that sounds like perfect. <laughs> well, I suppose you still want to leave the house, but it does sound nice. Because um, I've just had school going on, and that's like not stressful at all. Whether it's going into the college when we were allowed to and constantly wearing face masks. Oh my God. It's, it's very lonely in a way, like not being able to kind of. I okay. I say I kind of feel aware that the podcast doesn't have like video, but I guess when you're talking to your friends and you can't look at her face or yeah, I I have a hard time talking with the mask on, and then people might not hear me a lot of time. It feels like I'm being ignored and oh, just like end it already. Oh, get rid of the virus. What? So you have any advice or any things that you like to do to help you get through this? Or are you just like very much into your online game community right now? Um, sorry, say say that again. I mean, do you have anything that helps you get through like the lockdown fatigue? Yeah, I think I think I think gaming and streaming has been has been good, but uh, I think I think it's very important if if you if you're streaming if you're doing something for an audience you're performing for an audience is to always have. Always to kind of kind of keep some of that for yourself. Otherwise, if you try to um, monetize your hobbies as, as people do when they stream games that they enjoy, it it can it can kind of suck the the um, fun out of it or relaxation out of it. So it's always important to have, for example, some games that you just keep for yourself. Um, that's so you have like a secret gamer stash. Yes, I have a secret gamer stash, um, and I keep. Um, by for the game that I mentioned earlier, uh, Spiritfarer. That's one that I've just been playing for for me. That's that's a that's a me game that I'm that I'm not streaming. That I'm not uh, like I'm absolutely gonna look this up when we finish. Do um, <laughs> you'll love it and uh, you will cry. Oh, good! I love games. I do that. 
Um, Undertale, definitely. Oh yeah. My God, I I cried for like two weeks. Aww. <laughs> that, no, that that's probably my top five. Top five. That's excellent. Uh, I say I'd only I'd only put that next to Majora's Mask. In I don't know which one I prefer. Um, actually, can I ask? Have you seen? What's your opinion on trans representation within video games? Because uh, I was actually talking to Alicia about this a good while back, and I made a list of all the trans representation I could think of, and most of it was quite negative. Yeah. Or it, it yeah, uh, video games is not good for trans representation. Um, but well, I feel the... like that's sorry. I feel like it's a bit of a. It has a history of a lot of not good representation but there yeah. has been a lot of representation you know yeah even if know. a lot of it has been quite bad sorry there there has been some representation that uh, is is awful mm. but um i think game i played uh is it is oh is it two years ago now or a year ago um the missing um love loved that game um very 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 dark, very disturbing, but uh, great, great themes, and I loved it. So, uh, but I think that as well as, despite generally not having great trans representation, games, you know, they it does have that duality of letting letting you play as, you know, ver- various characters and in a lot of cases, creating characters for yourself. So while it doesn't have, across the board, good representation, you do have a lot of creative freedom that you wouldn't have in other mediums to create whatever kind of character you want. So, you know, there there is that. that I think it can be a great way to experiment with your gender if you're questioning, or even just to, you know, if, if you want to be yeah. a bit more like, general if you're like oh i want to see kind of consider this new style you can just like pop on a video game and dress your character in this style i kind of see how it feels like do you like how it looks do you feel like you can put a good outfit together yeah. was the missing sorry is that the one where the girl loses her limbs yes that's the one okay rather rather grisly kind of kind of game but uh very good i i, I remember jim sterling <laughs> making a video about the missing actually bring this full circle mm, very very good uh-huh. but is there anything you've learned of the last 10 years as a trans woman since we're like an intergenerational podcast that you can give to people who are maybe newly out I okay so my if you're asking me what is my wisdom I will, I will give I will give you I'll, I will give you a, a wisdom that was given to me many years ago when I first came out. And I'll say that um, don't don't feel like there is one route set out for you. Think of your transition like a train journey. There are many stops along the way. It, you know? So you find you find your you find your stop. That's really good. I really like that. So that that is my wisdom. And a lot of uh, trans women seem to be into trains. We're we're big on uh, public transport, and uh, that's something I have observed personally. So, really, 
So um, having a having a train journey as your as your metaphor is is particularly apt. So I like it. We are going to yeah. transition. It's pretty clear and concise, which is just what you need sometimes. Uh, I think that is a good uh, metaphor because I feel like maybe you have a certain idea of how you want to transition at the moment, and when you arrive at that place, yeah. you might decide that you don't quite feel like that's what right, yeah. and you might move forward again. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great metaphor. Oh my God, I love that. Trains rights. And also I'm going to make train puns, chan- train trans puns. So, um, is there anything else that I can answer before I have to head off? Uh, so, that, that yeah, I think that's a really lovely uh, metaphor for the train, uh, Casey. And, like, I think that's a great place to leave it off. A uh, really positive, cool idea. I think like maybe some people will just hear that and that would be like everything they need to hear today. I hope so. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. No problem. And remember to support all all of all of the trans community, not just the lads and the lasses, but all of the non-binary badasses. Absolutely. And um, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, Casey Explosion on Twitch. I, I I stream um on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at eight PM until midnight usually. I can be late quite often, so take 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 my timetable as a little little bit of a with a little pinch of salt. And then on I try to get a stream in on Sundays as well. Uh, earlier in the in the day, so usually usually around uh, two p.m. that that kind of that kind of uh, time. So and uh, and then is it Casey? Was it on Twitter? Casey Explosion or Slotman? At, at Casey Explosion. But uh, I think the main the main thing that I do is the uh, the Twitch streaming and talking about video games. Where where I do recommend stuff and show off things things that I like. So yeah. Will you be showing off your Warhammer figures? Uh no, probably not. Uh, uh, uh thank you so much, Casey. Um and thank you for everyone listening. Uh there'll be links to our media plugs uh in around description. Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. <laughs> Oops, now you have me saying it, Casey. Instagram, Twitter and uh well, it'll be her Twitch. Yeah, well, we'll have her Twitch, but we don't have a Twitch. We could have a Twitch. Well, no. No? Okay. <laughs> Shut down immediately. Well, maybe we could. You could do Twitch. That's the mystery. We're going to have to look at the cliffhanger. People have to come back to find out next time on Conversate Trans. <laughs>